How's everybody doing this morning? Y'all doing good? Thumbs up? Cross up? Okay. I see those thumbs. All right. Praise God. What an awesome place to be on a Sunday morning. I don't know about you, but I grew up and uh, Sunday morning was church. That's just how it was. Maybe it's a little different for you and your upbringing, but um, for me, Sunday morning, I would not trade it uh, for any other place because this is where God shows up. And, um, and there's, there's a powerful thing when we come together every Sunday and, um, and we meet and we allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing, right? Uh, great things happen. And so you guys awake? Everybody good? Yeah. All right. I know we kind of we mellowed it down this morning. I know it's a little uh, unorthodox for us, right? We didn't have a drum, right? We didn't have any of that going on. Um, uh, not by choice, <laughs> but we just kind of flowed with it this morning. Um, but God's presence is here. Amen. Yeah, you can, you can have a, I believe you can have rock. I heard somebody this week say, uh, you can have rock all the way to Bach and, um, you know, and anything in between. And if you are doing something to glorify God, God's presence showed, God's presence shows up. And, uh, and I love that. Amen. We're talking about being connected this morning, connected, um, in many different ways. And, um, I had a friend in junior high. Um, I actually met him in fourth grade, but he was my friend all the way through junior high and high school. His name was Joe Mancini. Everybody say Joe. He was my boy. And uh, I met him in fourth grade, and we were friends in this little school in Pennsylvania, and we played sports and, and, and hung out. And he would come over to my house, and we would shoot hoops. And, uh, but when I got to seventh grade, I went to junior high. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, anybody in junior high in here? Any junior hires? Junior, okay. Ooh, right there. Okay, junior high was tough for me. Okay, uh, was it tough for y'all? Junior high? It was tough for me. I had a hard time in junior high. Uh, I was really short, <laughs> and so maybe you know I, I hadn't really grown yet, and so maybe that's why there were some people that I'm like, yo, is that a beard, bro? You know, it's eighth grade. What are you doing? So junior high was really weird, but I had a, a guy named Joe. Uh, he just had my back. And uh, we would be in the hallway, walk into our class, you know, different from elementary school. You have to just stay in the same room. But this time we actually got to go to different classes and walk around and we would see our boys and high five each other in the hallway. And, uh, but Joe, sometimes, you know, people would mess with me in the hallway. Okay. Uh, sometimes it was undeserved, but sometimes I deserved it because it was being bad. Um, but, you know, um, when Joe wasn't around, man, I was, I was nervous because uh, Joe was a big dude. He was a big dude, and nobody messed with him. He was one of those guys that had, you know, uh, facial hair. And so, um, but, you know, when, when he wasn't there, I would kind of just like, okay, you know, walk away and, and try to make the best of it. But, you know, when somebody was messing with me in the hallway and Joe was there, I was not worried because Joe had my back. He was just my boy, and we knew each other for a while, and he, I knew that if somebody was messing with me, they were not messing with me. Guess who they were messing with? Joe. They're messing with Joe. You're going to have to take it on with Joe. And, and Joe would, um, you know, in a, in a kind with certain vernacular that I can't uh, repeat here this morning, would tell them to get away from him. Get away from Moses. What are you doing? And he, he just had my back. I don't know. Maybe anybody had those kind of people growing up? Maybe you were, maybe you were the Joe. I don't know, for somebody. And that's great. But how many know it's good to be connected to the right people at the right time? How many know it's good to have connections like that? Because there's some people that are just do things that you can't do. They're just bigger than you. And, you know, I'm just, it, it was a help. 
I want to challenge you this morning, church, and let you know that it's the same as for followers of Christ. If you are a follower of Christ, God calls you to be connected with one another in the body of Christ. Let me say that one more time because I want you to soak it in. That's what we're talking about today. If you are a follower, any, any followers of Jesus Christ out there? Oh, great, great. So this is applicable. All right, praise the Lord. Well, if, if you are a follower of Christ and you are called to be connected to one another in this room. Come on, take, take a look around the room. Let's make you a little uncomfortable today. I like doing that. Yeah, let's make you look at each other. Yeah, you are, you're called to be connected to, to that person. We are called to be connected because we are better, we are stronger when we are connected. We're not called to be a soloist in the body of Christ, but you're called to be part of the group ensemble. Ain't no soloist in the body of Christ. You're not going to get a mic and stand up here in the body of Christ, okay? I'm not talking about singing, but we are called to be part of the group ensemble. Why, you may ask, I'll tell you, because God wired us that way. God made us that way. God made you that way to desire to crave relationship and connect with other people. When we are not connected, we are outside of God's plan. When we just, you know, um, go to a corner and say, well, I'm going to go, be a Christian, but I'm going to do it all by myself. I don't need anybody else. Uh, we fail because we need each other to help us out. We need Joes, right? Not to use the words that he did, but we need Joes to help us out, to get our back, to encourage us, to support us. I want to tell you today that there are levels of connectedness, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. There's levels of connectedness. There's just not one place where you, you say, well, I go to church and that's, then, then I'm fine. This doesn't apply to me. No, I believe there's deeper levels that we can tap into as followers of Christ. And when we do that, we are stronger. Our roots grow deeper. Are you connected? We need to be intentional about this. The deeper you go in these levels of connectedness, the stronger you'll be, right? My first level that I want to talk about this morning, the first level of connectedness, if you're taking notes, it's on this wonderful, uh, awesome, pretty-looking TV up here. Um, first level is connected to a church body. Okay, we're starting from the very beginning, all right? This is what God calls us to do, and many of you, um, you're already doing this. You guys are good. You are connected to a church body, okay? Go ahead and bring up that scripture I want to read from here. Acts chapter 13, awesome scripture. Starting with verse 1, it says, Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Do you see what's going on here? You know what's going on in these three scriptures? Anybody know? Real simple answer. What, it's what we're doing this morning. We're connecting, but what's, what's even simpler than that? They're worshiping. They're having church, aren't they? They're having church. They're getting together. And I love this because... Uh, it shows you that just because they were Barnabas and just because his name was Paul, you know, um, they, they, weren't too, uh, they weren't too good to go to church on Sunday morning. 
But if, if you read the scriptures before, you see that Paul and Barnabas were connected to this church for uh, over a year. Okay, they were, they were just going to church on a Sunday morning because they had to receive the word and get filled so that they can get spilled and give it to others. They were just going to church. And what happened, they were worshiping the Lord and fasting and the Holy Spirit spoke. Come on, can we relate to this? Does that happen in this place every once in a while? Yeah, it does. Sometimes, you know, we have our agenda, but the Holy Spirit interrupts and he speaks at times because he wants to get our attention, because he wants to speak to us, because he wants to challenge us and change our lives. So the Holy Spirit spoke. And how, how did the Holy Spirit speak? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't write on the wall. He didn't speak through a donkey. He, he, somebody probably gave a word in tongues, didn't they? And that word in tongues was what, what then? It was interpreted, right? And it sounds like what happens here at La Palma Christian Center. There's something that happens. Let me tell you this, church. When you gather a group of people with the purpose of glorifying God in one place, when you get a group that is, has the same mindset, that has the same focus, and they're saying, you know what, we're here to glorify God and lift them up. Let me tell you, things happen. Things happen. And you don't even know what's going to happen because the Holy Spirit shows up. And when the Holy Spirit shows up, anything can happen. But God's presence, when we praise, we just did this up here. Uh, we just praise. We sang a, a, a few worship songs. Uh, I, love, I love the uh, La Palma Christian Center music ministry, and probably because I'm the music pastor, so I'm a little biased. But these guys are awesome on this stage. They are so committed. And, uh, yeah, come on, give them some love. I'm their fan. I'm, I'm, I'm probably the number one fan. But these guys, I mean, they, they, we, they meet for hours throughout the week um, just so they can get ready for Sunday, pre, you know, present new songs. And so we're not singing, you know, the same four songs every single week. How many would like that? But we, we, we learn new songs, and, and we want to get deeper in worship. Um, but when you worship and when you praise, God inhabits that praise. You guys know what that means? That means he makes it his, his home. So when we worship, when we gather on Sundays and praise and worship and lift him up and we're all focused on doing that, then God's presence, the Holy Spirit shows up and he inhabits our praise. I love the message version of uh, verse 2. Can you bring that up? It says, one day as they were worshiping God, they were also fasting. As they waited for guidance, the Holy Spirit spoke. And he said, take Barnabas and Saul. But, you know, we need to wait on the Holy Spirit, don't we? We need to wait on the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we, we jump the gun. And, uh, and I've been guilty of that, too. As a leader here at the church, uh, I, I, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm in a learning mode. I learn how to hear the voice of the Spirit. You know, and how do I learn? Sometimes I learn by messing up, <laughs> right? But I learn, and, and, and I learn to wait. And I, I love that we have a great pastor here. Um, that sets the example that is a model for us on how we do this. But he teaches us, even as the pastors, he shows us how to wait on the Holy Spirit. Because we don't want to get in his way, but we want to give him time to speak. And when you give him time, when you wait on him, let me tell you, I guarantee you he will speak. You just need to wait. And the Holy Spirit spoke here. talking about connected to the church body. You see all this that happened. All this that happened happened because these guys showed up to church on Sunday because they saw the importance of it and they got connected. There's an atmosphere that's created where the Holy Spirit speaks.
So we are called, church, we are called to be connected to the church body, to, to make it a habit to come to church every Sunday and receive. And not only are we sitting in the pew, right, like you guys are, you know, waiting for the bus at a bus stop or something. No, we're, we're, we're doing more than that, aren't we? Uh, we interact with each other, don't we? Right? We don't just sit down and then just walk out like robots. No, we, we talk to each other. We encourage each other. We pray for one another. We smile with each other. We joke around. You know, we need that. We need to be connected to the church body. Okay? Can you bring up that picture uh, one more time? Who's up here? Is it Jackie or Brandon? Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, I, I love this. Uh, I love this picture because this little dude over here, is, he's kind of, he's not really connected yet, is he? Right? Um, but I love that this guy here, let's call him Bob, is, is wanting to connect Roger to the group. Or not, we don't have to call him that, it's okay. We can just not do that. But see, sometimes God calls us to help get other people connected. You see what I'm saying? I'm not only saying that we need to get connected ourselves, but we need to help bring other people along. Because for some people, that's a little more difficult. That's a little easier said than done, right? Some people, you know, your personality is just so exuberant, and you are such an extrovert, and you'll talk to everybody and their mother and their cousin forever, all day. And you just, that's in your comfort zone. You're comfortable. Hey, how you doing, girl? What's up? You know, and you sit there, and you're talking all day. But for some people, it's a little more difficult, isn't it? Because God made us different. See, but we sometimes need to help other people and, and, and corral other people in. When we see somebody sitting by themselves or, or just coming in and not really connecting, we help them out. And we say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Where are you from? What's your name? And we help get people connected to the church body, to the body of Christ. That's what God is calling us to do, to get connected, to help other people Come along and get connected to the church body. Amen. You guys follow me so far? Okay. Number two. Second level of connectedness here is connected to a group community. And I worded this a little different. I didn't put community group because sometimes we just, you know, we don't think outside the box. And when I say um, community group, we just think, oh, well, it's just life groups and that's it. But uh, it doesn't have to just be that. So I put group community because I want the emphasis to be on community. See, we're, we're going deeper. We're talking about getting deeper, connected to the body of Christ. Can you bring up that verse, Acts 2? It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Man, there was revival. I call this revival. You know, uh, the Holy Spirit came down and, and he, uh, people were baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit, began to speak in tongues, and they were scattered and just, uh, but there was revival uh, in this early church because people weren't doing things separate, but they joined together and they formed this community and everything they did, they did together and that's what made it powerful. 
you can argue and say, well, you know, the, it was the Holy Spirit that made it powerful. I believe that. You can say, well, they were sharing their possessions with one another, right? And, uh, you know, they were uh, listening to the apostles' teaching, and they were meeting in the homes. That's what made it powerful. But I believe what made it powerful was the community that was formed, the group of brothers and sisters that gathered together to spread the gospel. See, that couldn't happen if they were by themselves, if they were doing their own thing. But it was the community that made it powerful. This powerful movement, the community of Christians. I love besides mentioning the apostles, right, in those, in those scriptures that we just read, that no one person was mentioned in that scripture. Can you, uh, let's see, well, you don't have to bring it up. But not one person's name. It wasn't Paul, Peter, Barnabas. It wasn't anybody, but it was the group, the collective group that made this strong. They were looking for one another. They were doing it together. They were connected to a group community. So what am I saying, church? What, what am I telling you this morning? I'm telling you that it's important that we gather every Sunday and, and connect to the church body. But I'm telling you this morning that it's important that we take it even deeper. You guys following me? That we take it deeper and we connect to a community of believers. And so many times that means a smaller group of people that you can go to, that you can receive counsel from and get prayed for. People that keep you accountable. See, we need to get deeper in our connectedness in the church. I loved, uh, we did a life group blitz um, a couple Sundays back. Anybody in life group up in here? Say, ooh. Okay, I love that. Life groups. I love life groups. I'm a fan. I'm biased, but I'm a fan. It's true. I, I believe it's, it's, it's a powerful thing, life groups, because it creates that community that we all need. And a couple Sundays ago, we did a life group blitz, and we went to all the different life groups, uh, a couple of the pastors here and pastors' wives and um, the Macbeths. They, we all spread out and hit the life groups just to see what God is doing and to, and to assess and all that. Um, but I love, I love uh, what I saw. And the feedback that I got. Uh, because every life group is different. Their personality is different. They, they meet at certain times and different times and different days. And they just make it their own. They make the community their own. Well, I, I visited two groups on Sunday. And one of the groups, they met at, at, at 2 o'clock, right? And, um, and I think earlier on, from maybe 1 to uh, 2 o'clock or 2.30, uh, they just hung out, fellowship, and ate some good food, right? Can I get an Amen. They ate some good food and had fellowship. And then at 2.30, they started their study. I loved that seeing the fellowship and the study and the personality. But what I loved, um, what moved me even more as I visited these groups is the times of prayer that they spent within their community. And I noticed a couple things that as they prayed, as they lifted up certain needs, um, the needs that they mentioned that people had, you know, requested prayer for were, was not unfamiliar to the group. But it was familiar to the group because the group had been praying for that for the last couple of weeks. They've been uh, praying and encouraging that person in their need. And I love that when it was time to pray, man, they didn't sit down. Some of the, you know, some of the groups didn't sit down in the chair, but they just got up. They surrounded the person. They prayed for them. They encouraged them. They gave them scripture. People were crying. It was a powerful time of prayer. It happened in both of the groups I visited. This powerful time of prayer and people with dire, dire needs, dire needs. 
with nowhere to go. So they say, well, you know what? I'm just going to bring it to the group and have the group lift it up. But you see that we need each other, church. We need each other. We need to be connected. We need to be connected in the community. I believe if you want to be successful in your walk, you need to connect to this group community. Powerful scripture, Hebrews 10, verse 21. I call this the, the lettuce scriptures because it's lettuce a bunch of times. But it says, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Go, go ahead and leave that scripture up, guys. I love that. That it says, let us spur one another towards love and good deeds. When it says love and good deeds, you know what that means in a nutshell? It's talking about Christ. It says, let us spur on one another towards Christ. I love, what I love about this passage is that um, this passage, passage is encouraging you to get closer to Christ, not by anything that you can do yourself. Do you see that? It's not saying, well, pray more. If you want to get closer to Christ, double your prayer time. And listen, I'm not telling you that that's not going to happen if you double your prayer time. Yeah, you'll get closer to Christ. That's in different parts of the scripture. And this scripture is not, all, it's not saying, well, you know what, read your Bible, you know, for 45 minutes instead of 15 minutes every day. And that's important too. But what this scripture is saying is that if we want to get closer to Christ, we need to be surrounded by people that would help us and push us get closer to Christ. You see that? To spur on one another towards love and good deeds. Come on, look at your neighbor. Let's make each other comfortable again. Can we do that? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Say, I need you. <laughs> Y'all having a little too much fun with that. Everybody settle down. <laughs> See, God hasn't called us to be Lone Ranger Christians. But he's called us to be connected to a community. This can be the primary place where you receive encouragement, prayer, accountability. We're talking about levels of connectedness, guys. Go deeper. Go deeper in your connectedness. First one that we said is connected to the church body. The second one is connected to a group community. And lastly, the third one is connected in relationship. Connected in relationship. Go ahead and bring up that scripture, 1 Samuel 20. Then David fled from Naoth at Ramah and went to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my crime? How have I wronged your father that he is trying to kill me? Never, Jonathan replied. You are not going to die. Look, my father doesn't do anything great or small without letting me know. Why would he hide this from me? It isn't so. That kind of rhymes. Sounds like a little poem. Verse 3, but David took an oath and said, your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said to himself, Jonathan must not know this or he will be grieved. Yet as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, 
there is only a step between me and death. Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. And I love, I love uh, the relationship that you see uh, between David and Jonathan. I know that's, that's uh, probably a familiar thing. You've heard that before. This friendship that existed between these two characters was deep. Jonathan was there for David when he needed him. And David was there for Jonathan. They, they lifted each other up. In this story, just to give you a little bit of background, what's going on here. The king is trying to kill David. Right? We know the story. Maybe most of us know it. But what's going on? Uh, Saul is jealous of David. And he's trying to, he's trying to take him out. And Jonathan's trying to help him out because David heard the plot, right? And Jonathan is there for David. He's just saying, whatever you need me to do to help you out so that you can, so that I can, so that I can help you out and, and keep you safe, I'm there for you. The question, church, is who do you go to when you're in a dire need? Who do you go to in the midst of your, of your emergencies and your, and your difficult, difficult situations? And what, I, and what I mean is this, you can't share all of your prayer requests to everybody, can you? Y'all following me? Yeah. You can't share everything with everybody. Not that we're trying to, oh, you know, brother, brother, you know, so-and-so is not telling me what's going on with his life. Y'all better watch out for him. No, it's, it's nothing like that. It's that some, we're not meant to, you know, place these burdens on people that it's not meant to be on. It's only for certain people. So what I'm saying is we need to develop, there needs to be relationships in our lives. When we can't share our business with everybody, but there needs to be certain people that we can go to in the midst of difficulty. Who is that person in your life? Do you have that person? Do they exist? We need to be connected in relationship. I saw a quote this week. I read it online. It says, you will only be as good as the people you surround yourself with. Y'all believe that? You will only be as good as the people that you surround yourself with. Now that begs the question, who, who am I surrounding myself with? Who, who are the people that are around me? Are they encouraging me? Are they pushing me and spurring me towards Christ? Or are they pulling me away? I remember that was a, that was a challenge. I guess we have a little bit more junior hires and high schools uh, here, I guess. Uh, but that was a challenge for me in high school and junior high, man. And I, do you guys remember junior high, high school? Maybe some of you don't. <laughs> Just playing. But that was a challenge, right? Hanging out with the right people. Hanging out with the right people was a challenge. Because that was, that was, that's what our kids, our students go through. Because, uh, you know, if you get yourself around the wrong people, they're going to pull you down. And you can be a strong believer. You can be a strong believer. But if you're hit in the face every day with the same thing, peer pressure and and pressure to sin, you're going to fall down because eventually you, you, you can't take it. But you need to surround yourselves with the right people that will encourage you. Paul says bad company corrupts good what? I didn't hear it. I heard amen. I didn't hear what the bad company corrupts good morals, characters, right? If you're surrounded by bad company, your characters is going to be corrupted. Yeah. We need to be careful. Who we surround ourselves with. Let me tell you something else. On that note. 
I'm not just talking about people outside of the church. Mm, Pastor Moses, you better settle down. What are you, what are you talking about? Can I say this? Is it okay? We need to be careful who we surround ourselves within the church as well. Yeah. See, it just, just doesn't apply outside there. And, but you need, to be, you need to be selective and wise. Is that okay to say? About who you surround, your, who you're spending your time with. Because you know what? You can end up being pulled down too. See, we need to be wise and choose our relationships wisely. Genesis 2.18, awesome scripture. It says, the Lord God, this is, uh, you know, God talking to Adam in the, in the beginning. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone, but I will make a helper suitable for him. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the men say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for my helper that is suitable for me. Come on, Matt Lee. I see that hand, brother. <laughs> see, I don't think God was saying this as I read this scripture. I don't think God uh, was saying this because uh, maybe he knew that, you know, guys don't ask for directions. And so, you know, you need a woman to help you, you know, ask for directions. Maybe Adam will get lost in the Garden of Eden. And he's just like, where am I? I know the tree of truth and life. No, I don't think maybe, you know, maybe Adam had a hard time remembering the animals' names. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Uh, maybe just because women are better multitaskers. <laughs> okay, you, amen to that. Some of the guys are like, that's not true. <laughs> but you know what I believe? I believe as I read this scripture, I, I see that God gave Adam a helper suitable for him. Because it wasn't good for him to be alone. It was because God knew the importance of relationship. See, he wired us that way. I know I said that before. But you're wired that way. It doesn't matter your personality. Some of, some of you guys have crazy personalities. I've heard that, you know, they tell me, the choir tells me I'm a little quirky. It's true. My wife tells me that. They're like, yeah, I'm most quirky. It doesn't matter your personality. It doesn't matter your upbringing. <laughs> but it's the way God wired you. So some of you say, well, I, you know what? That's not for me. You know, Pastor Moses, I appreciate your message. But that's just not for me. I'm not called to be connected. Because, you know, I, I, I was brought up a certain way. My personality, I end up fighting with everybody. I don't get along with girls. You know, I just, I, 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 hear, I hear it all, all the time. But you know what I say to that? I say, boo. That's what I say to that. And the reason I tell you that, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to be harsh, and maybe that's what you think, and I don't mean to, you know, step on your toes or hurt your feelings, but um, it's not just what I think, but it's, it's God. God wired you to be connected. God made you to be connected. See, so your upbringing and your personality, what God, what God has planned supersedes that. You following me? We are called. It got a little quieter here. See, we're called to be connected, to get deeper in our connection. That's what I'm challenging you to. This can be a spouse. It can be a friend, a relative. There's a guy in the, in the Bible. 
that he had some, he didn't have uh, some very good relationships. They weren't the best. There was a guy named Job. You guys know the story of Job? You remember his friends? Yeah, they were helpful, weren't they? <laughs> Not really. His friends were Eliphaz, Bildad, Zophar. If you read Job chapter 4 through 11, uh, the story in a nutshell, Job lost everything except his wife. He lost all his kids, his livestock, all his uh, income, everything he had. He lost it all. And uh, he even ended up with bad breath and boils. Can you believe that? But his friends came and, and they gave him bad advice. You know, this was the people that Job was surrounded by. And they said, they pretty much told him, they said, you know what, Job? The reason that you're going through this is because of the sin that's in your life. Bad advice. It's not, it's not accurate. It's incorrect. And they were telling him, you need to repent. You need to go to the altar. You need to go to confession. And they were telling him all these things that was not correct. They weren't really, they weren't, they truly didn't believe in Job. They gave him bad advice. Let me tell you a sobering truth. Not everybody has your best interest in mind. You know that? I know that's kind of sad and sobering, but not everyone really desires the best for us. We need people sometimes that tell us the truth. You know that? You need people in your life. You need relationships with people that tell you the truth because sometimes we are stubborn. Sometimes we're knuckleheads. We're hard-headed, and we just, we just stick to something. It doesn't matter what comes. Come what may. I, this is, I'm going to hold on to this because they offended me, and I don't care. Sometimes we need people to come in and say, you know what? You need to let it go. Don't start singing. <laughs> people to come and tell us the truth. Yo, dog. I don't know. I don't know if you should be dancing, man. Maybe you should consider another talent somewhere. Maybe another ministry in church. Maybe dancing's not your thing. You know what? Maybe you should. Maybe maybe you should consider not working in the nursery. Because you know you do need to like children in the nursery. Sometimes people got to come and, and 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 bust our bubble. Sometimes don't they? Yeah, we need it. We need people to tell us the truth because that makes us better, doesn't it? It makes us, it, it spurs us towards Christ. And if you're wasting your time trying to be a dancer and you're not good at dancing, then you need to, you need to get, you know, you're wasting your time and get connected to somewhere else that you can plant your roots in. Okay? You guys hear my heart on that? I'm not trying to offend anybody. If you want to be, you know... <laughs> Hear my heart is what I'm saying, is that we need people in our lives that tell us the truth. There's a guy named Nathan in the Bible, and uh, he told David the truth, didn't he? In 2 Samuel 12, he said, why do you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despise me and took the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your own. Do you see this? This, this guy, this prophet Nathan came to David. You know, David is the king. He can just say, kill him. Get him out of my face. But he came to David and he spoke the truth to him. Because David needed to hear that. He was just going to go on with his life like nothing ever happened. I mean, he killed a man. 
you know, and he committed adultery. But Nathan had to speak the truth to his life. See, those are the people that we need to get connected to. People that will speak to us. Maybe that's a spouse. Maybe that's a friend. Maybe that's, you know, somebody in your life group. I don't know. But you need to get connected. Because if not, you may just keep on doing, you know, what you're normally doing. Because you think you're fine. We need to be connected, church. In relationship. I love Proverbs 27, 17. Very familiar verse. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I believe this scripture is talking about being connected in relationship. I think this scripture is not talking about being connected to the church body. I don't think it's talking about being connected to a group community. I think it's talking about being connected to individuals in relationship. Because when we get the right connections, you're going to be sharp. You know what the art opposite of being sharp is? Dull. I don't think you want to be a dull Christian. But see, when we get the right connections, when we get the right relationships, we stay sharp. God desires you, church, to get connected in relationships, to get deeper in your level of connectedness. Some of us need to take a step of faith. I know it may seem scary. I know. It may seem scary at times, but we need to take that step of faith so that we can be better versions of ourselves because other people around us make us better versions. You know what that version is? That version is Christ. We become more Christ-like. First level is connected to the church body. God calls us to come to church and be consistent. Second, it's connected to a group community. To take that, it's almost like a funnel. A funnel starts big, but then it starts to get smaller. Connected to a group community. Third is connected in relationship. Individuals in our life. I'm going to bring this to a close. And I want to throw out a couple maybes to you. Maybe you're not, maybe you're having a hard time being consistent coming to church. Maybe you have that desire to come, but every time you have a plan, something comes up. I want to encourage you this morning. Maybe it's, maybe it's fear, maybe it's doubt, maybe you don't think it's important. Maybe you've been coming here for years. See, but I want to tell you, church, that your soul needs it. Your soul needs it. Maybe that's the, the first step of faith that you need to take is, is make a decision to say, I'm going to be consistent coming to church every Sunday. I mean, let's break it down. Let's make it, let's make it practical. Maybe that's the decision. I'm encouraging you this morning to make one decision, one step closer. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you're struggling with that. But let me tell you, if you make that decision, your life will be so much better. Your spiritual walk with God will be so much stronger. If you say, no matter what comes, I'm going to be here on Sunday because I need to be here. 
I need to receive. I need to be encouraged. I need to, I need to be in conversation with other believers that are going through the same thing and struggling with the same thing that I'm struggling with. Maybe that's your step of faith today. Maybe, maybe on the flip side of that, maybe you are consistent coming on Sunday mornings. Maybe you've been coming here for years, but you've never connected to anybody. Because of fear, because of other things. I challenge you this morning, church, to go to the next level. To go to the next level. Get connected to a group community and receive prayer. Receive support. Receive encouragement. We need to go deeper. We have avenues in this church where you can do that. We have ways where you can get connected in this group community. We have, first off, you know, we have life groups here. I mentioned that before. But that is a, this uh, atmosphere that is created intentionally so that you can get connected to a community of believers. See, we need that. We have another uh, ministry here. Uh, we have our prayer ladies that meet every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Anybody involved in that life group of prayer ladies that meet every day? Man, sometimes I come down here on a Tuesday and I just walk by them and I feel goosebumps and I begin to start, I begin to pray in tongues because God is moving in such a powerful way and they're praying for one another and they're encouraging each other. See, you may not get that on a Sunday morning. Do you see what I'm saying? But you know you will get that when you meet in this group community. We have another ministry called CR. Anybody involved in CR here? Yeah. They meet and they encourage you. They meet every Monday and Thursday. We have another group called the Men's and Women's Ministry meeting tonight. Maybe some of you need to say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm just going to go to Men's and Women's Ministry. And I'm going to get connected. I'm going to get involved. Maybe today's the day for that. Gary was letting me know when, uh, after I preached this in the first service. He said, you know what? The choir is a small group too. Anybody in choir out there? Anybody in the music ministry? Yeah. Man, we, we meet and we pray for one another. We share our needs. We encourage each other. See, we need it, guys. We need to get connected. Lastly, maybe you're in a group community. Maybe you have those two things and you're doing well. But maybe you're having a, a difficult time getting finding those relationships. I remember I had a difficult time with this too. You know what I did? I, I realized I, 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 you know, you don't, you know, the answer is not getting, going to friend.com and, and, you know, signing up and, you know, getting a friend. No, that's probably not going to help you. You know, maybe, maybe stepping out a little bit more and, and being a little more social. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you know what I did? I prayed. I prayed, and I said, God, please bring people in my life. Please give me relationships that will keep me sharp. So if that's you this morning, maybe you're having a, a hard time connecting with people in a relationship, you need to pray. That's my first advice to you. Pray and say, God, bring me people my way that will keep me sharp. God, people that will encourage me, people that believe in me, people that will tell me the truth even though I don't want to hear it. See, we need to pray. And I believe God will direct you to the right place. Amen?
going to pray this morning. I do want to ask this before we close in prayer. I want to ask if there's anybody this morning that has not made a decision or made a commitment to Christ. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're here this morning and if you've never made a decision for Christ, can you just slip up your hand? Let's close our eyes. All across this room, any hands, anybody? Today is the day of salvation. sing this song a couple times and uh, church if you can help me out can you just stand for the next couple of moments and uh, let's get let's get a little crazy over here let's lift up our hands huh can we do that why do we lift up our hands we lift up our hands because we say God I surrender God I surrender I right, come on come on church let's do this on purpose let's just not go through the motions but come on and lift up your hands and say God I surrender to you God, it's not my way, God, but I want you, I want your way in my life, God. Help me to get connected to the right people. Yeah, we bind and rebuke the enemy that wants to keep us away from people. We bind and rebuke the enemy that wants to keep us from getting connected. Father, help us, God. Show us the way, God. Help us to swallow our pride and get connected. Father, we give up and we surrender today. Have your way. Hallelujah. Come on, sing this. thank you this morning 
thank you this morning, God, for your presence in this place. Oh, God, your presence is all that we need. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness, God. God, I pray that you would give us boldness, God, to take that step of faith to get deeper in our connections in the body of Christ. God, I pray that you would guide us, direct us. God, I pray that we would surrender and say, whatever you want, let it be so in my life. Father, I pray, God, that you would give people the courage to, to, to step where they need to step in this room this morning. God, I pray that you would give people the courage to bring other people that are not connected, God, to, to step out and, 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 and make connections, God, to bring other people to where they need to be, God, to where you're calling them. Have your way in our lives, God. Help us to be surrounded by the right people, God. Give us the boldness, God. Give us the, the strength, God, to, to leave the people that are not benefiting us, God, those that are pulling us down, that you would give us the strength, God, to disconnect. Father, we thank you and we love you this morning. Have your way in our lives. We ask you this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.